0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the All Things Good podcast. Um, As I'm sure you know, during this time of global pandemic, we are not meeting for worship um, at 12th and Jersey, uh, but the worship life of Luther Memorial Church goes on. I encourage you to join us um, on Facebook Live on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Just go onto Facebook and look us up at Luther Memorial Church, Quincy, Illinois, and we would uh, We would love to have you join us in this new virtual space today you 're going to hear a conversation that I had with my childhood pastor and now just my my dear dear friend darby lawrence we 're going to talk about uh, a really significant trial that Darby passed through in his life uh, the experiences that he had and some of the things that he learned and how that might apply to this uh, this, this trial that we 're all passing through this this global pandemic this covid nineteen um, experience um, so the conversation probably goes a little bit longer than it needed to for a podcast we we certainly indulged ourselves as friends here and there but you know let's be honest you don't have much else going on right now so just sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation which as you'll see got off to a little bit of a rough start hey, hello
1: hello now you can edit out all this early part, hello right? hello can you hear me dart me Yeah, you can't hear me. Tony? Darb, Uh, are you there? Uh, Yes, and I'm talking and you can't hear me. Hey, welcome
0: to another episode of the All Things Good podcast. This is the first time that I have a guest who isn't sitting right here with me. And my guest for today is Darby Lawrence, who is up in Rochester, Minnesota right now. Hey, Darby. Hey, Tony. Yeah, good to talk to you, man. Yeah, indeed. We wanted to start with just a little bit of background on how Darby and I came to be friends. And uh, it didn't start out as a friendship. And this is, um, it's, it's kind of an odd, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's an odd relationship
1: that, that we have. Um, it's certainly morphed over the years. It, has, has, it has
0: morphed a lot over the years. And it started with one Sunday. Um, I know it was in the summertime. I was about to go into sixth grade. And my home congregation, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, was about to call a new pastor. And this new pastor that we were about to call came to St. Paul's on a Sunday with his family. And, you know, just to I, I forget I, the call wasn't what um, hadn't been made at that point. Oh, right?
1: no. I, that was the first time I set foot there. Yeah. That was the, so you, you had an interviewed. First, oh, and I was still in seminary. So I was there yes. on a Sunday. Yes. Yes. which was weird, not preaching, sitting in the pews. And I remember Dave, my son, yeah. who was a year older than you. Yep. And your mom made you sit. I think you and who yes. else?
0: Uh, probably Dayton Kilgus was in that pew yeah, as well. Yeah, Dayton,
1: yeah. Yeah, Dayton Kilgus. And, yep. and I, I just remember from that point on, yeah. that seemed to be pretty much it for you guys. Well, so,
0: and uh, I remember that you were sitting in the pew immediately in front of us and... And I've told oh, you, I think I,
1: I, no, I think I was in Bacchia.
0: Well, I disagree.
1: Okay, I disagree. well, either way, we were close.
0: <laughs> we were close, and and what I what I know for sure that cannot be argued is that I was a little bit. I, I don't know if terrified is the word, but you looked <laughs> you looked to <laughs> me like like somebody from another planet because I had never seen anybody with your complexion of skin, at least not that up close, which is you know basically like translucent, together it, with bright red hair and no bright red beard beard okay the the, yeah. the, the hair on top Her, of your hair was never red, red. Oh, no nope, okay. nope. it, was, it was the beard gray though I just yeah. remember I remember red and it being bright red and oh, just and, and I, I associated it with like I, I thought that you were probably like kind of an angry person I, I have no idea why I made that association
1: well I'll tell you why when you've got translucent skin guess what shows through <laughs> What? your blood
0: <laughs> yeah no that makes sense
1: so i, that makes sense. I am not white i'm more kind of pink <laughs> right I, I tan. i get i got a real dark tan pink and at one the, point the, during the, the
0: service i remember you and this is why i think you were in front of us i remember you turning around and looking at dave like with that you know the standard parent uh, i'm about to kill you look you know quiet down right don't don't make yeah. don't make me look bad here
1: i i would say that mine was very much uh uh above standard i'd say i i i'd say i mastered that by that point so yeah you were right to be afraid yes so darby
0: darby was yeah. indeed called to be pastor of, of saint paul and like i said i was going into seventh, sixth grade dave was going into seventh grade and yeah as darby alluded to dave and i became best of friends and spent um you know every day of that summer together. Um, and uh, yeah, so Darby was at St. Paul until I was, oh gosh, I feel like that was like my senior year of high school. Would that nope, be right there? Nope. No. I,
1: I, left, I left in March of Dave's senior year.
0: Okay, so I was a junior. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I was a monster. Yeah. Although he stayed, he stayed in the area and graduated from there. But yes, yeah, so because I knew it was a year after I left mm-hmm. or so when, when you called me.
0: Yes. The the call that Darby's referring to is when I called him and told him I was thinking about becoming a pastor, or probably even more strongly than that at that point. I I had been called to be a pastor. Yeah. And, uh, can, I, and a,
1: can I tell you a word that I remember you telling oh, me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, how I describe it, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but basically, you had decided that God really wanted you to be a pastor, and you blame me because I made it look fun.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 Well, well you we remember one yeah. thing the same.
0: Yeah. So because I was such good friends with Dave, I spent a lot of time at Darby and Vicky's house and uh, kind of Uh,
1: sometimes eating waffles or pancakes, (laughs) something that you hated but wouldn't admit. (laughs) That's
0: right. That was so Midwest of me.
1: And, and, um, and, and scolding you for putting in the silverware the wrong way in the dishwasher.
0: I got to see something inside the Lawrence household <laughs> that, that not everybody gets to see. And that is that pastors are just regular people, just as dysfunctional as anybody else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, Again, I would say I'm above average in that area as well. So.
0: But, but on, I, give,
1: give me my props here, son.
0: In Derby, I saw somebody who was truly passionate about what he did, truly, you know, um, meant what he said and truly loved his people.
1: And said what Um, he meant, an elephant's faithful 100%. Right. Right.
0: And and that made an impression on me because I hadn't, I hadn't seen that before in a pastor. And so seeing on the one hand, just the realness of Darby, he's just a regular person who also has this, you know, um, this passion for communicating the gospel and, and for being a pastor and, and yeah, making it look like something that somebody would want to do made a huge <laughs> impression. on me, Right. So when yeah. I, when I felt that call, that was very much like, yeah, call from God. Darby was a big part of what put me in the position to say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll try that. I'll do that. You know?
1: Um, you wouldn't be what you are today if it hadn't been for me. <laughs> So it started <laughs> off
0: just, you know, pastor and parishioner relationship, but of course, like a little bit closer than that, because I s- spent a lot of time inside of his home. Um, and then, you know, I told him that I was called to ministry and eventually went on to seminary. We, we kept in touch a little bit through college, but really where we started keeping in touch a lot more often was my first year of seminary. I remember it was right around the first of the year, and um, I I sat down and wrote down a list of... New Year's resolutions. And one of those resolutions was to start a mentor relationship with Darby. And so I called him up and uh, told him that I wanted him to be my mentor. And, and uh, you know, I had some kind of idea for, for what that would look like. And, and uh, we, we just started, you know, keeping in close contact.
1: Um, yeah. I was really pleased that you finally figured that out. Right.
0: <laughs> figured what out?
1: I, that, that I was your mentor. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess I I probably didn't know it until then either. Quite honestly, I'd like to I'd like to pretend I'm smarter than I am sometimes. Well, yeah, I I mean, but it was nice to kind of name it because that I mean, it's it's.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to say it's my one true experience with that kind of in its fullest, you know, expression for me. I mean, I've probably done a lot more of it. And to be honest, probably much of it. I haven't even realized. But with you, it was sort of like I mean, and again, for you to name it. You know, yeah. yes, I want this sort of relationship with you. And then yep. like, oh, I wonder what that's supposed to look like. Yep. Is it Is it like being a parent? Well, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's kind of better than that because you're already full, full grown and I right. don't need to change your diapers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, know, yeah. and, and, and
0: I skipped over something kind of important. I just realized my, my junior year of college at Olivet Nazarene University, um, yeah. I was in the religion program and something that Nazarene um, – Oh, yeah, uh, folks do is that they they do a field placement, an eight week field placement, and knowing that I was going to be probably a Lutheran pastor, uh, they <laughs> allowed me to spend that time in a Lutheran church, and they allowed me to spend that time with Darby, so I spent eight weeks following you around everywhere you went and doing all the pastor stuff and reflecting on it in your car after we we you know did a visit or went to a funeral, and it was just one of the most um, rich learning experiences of my life, but there is there is one memory uh, that that I, I have of that, and I think of all. Oh, I can't,
1: I can't, I can't wait to hear what this one is. Do
0: you know? Is is, is the movie called "Keeping <coughs> Keeping the Faith" with Ben Stiller and Edward Norton?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Th-
0: there's there's a part where they are walking down the sidewalk, and I do you, do you remember the song that's playing? No, it's no. just it's just like a really really cool song, and 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 they're walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> in their clerics and in their sunglasses, oh, yeah. you know,
1: yep, yep. and it's,
0: I, I, there might be like a little bit of a slow motion thing to it as the music. Oh, yeah, I think there was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they just look so cool. And I remember one day walking down the, the, the hallway of the hospital with you, like in step, yeah. Together and 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 feeling like that, just feeling like
1: this is where yeah. I
0: belong. You're right. The God,
1: the God squad, man. yeah Exactly. We still we still had our shades on, I think. You know, I'm sure we did. That's
0: how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, that, that's my story. I'm sticking to it.
0: So anyway, I mean, the, the the cool thing is that over time, you know, that mentor relationship, and, and that's certainly there. I mean, in a, in a very real way, you're still my pastor, and in a very real way, you're still my mentor. But Maybe maybe that aspect of our relationship is twenty five percent of it, and 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 seventy five percent or more is just a really right. really deep and abiding friendship. And,
1: and and just let me add in here, you know, the number of times you've been a pastor to me. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, there, yeah. there was something you did that we're going to get to later on that you yeah. know. I think I think you, I think you yeah. know what I'm talking about. That's a teaser, folks. It uh, ooh, ooh, ooh right. <laughs> something good coming down the line. I mean, in case you're tired of all this flop, yeah, we're gonna get down to it later.
0: I, I, to, to me, the sort of crescendo of our friendship, um, that I look back on with just great delight is the, 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 the two weeks that my wife Angie and I. And Darby's wife Vicky um, spent in 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 Europe together. We spent a week in Germany, kind of on a not a not a bus trip, but yeah, I guess it was sort of a bus trip.
1: Um, yeah, a, a, there was way too much bus involved. Th- there yeah. was a lot of
0: bus, a lot of bus, yeah. and so we were in sort of Luther land. We stayed in Wittenberg, just had an amazing time, and then after a week in Wittenberg and seeing all the different Luther stuff, we we went on to to spend a week in Amsterdam, which was just like. Ugh. Time outside of time, just amazing, memorable time but but of this wonderful time that we the four of us spent together in Europe, a really really nice moment from that um, it, it happened to be uh Darby and Vicky were celebrating their thirtieth anniversary, and so Angie mm-hmm. and I came up with a little bit of a plan we We bought some flowers at a little storefront in Wittenberg, and we had you and Vicky meet us in a certain place and and we led you up this trail up to the top of this hill in Wittenberg one of the only hills that i remember seeing in Wittenberg yeah that 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 overlooked the the area where you know martin luther had burned the papal bull and and uh, we did a little renewal of vows service and it was uh It was just us up on the top of this hill and a very, very memorable time. One thing you might recall from that, Darby, is us making a video of ourselves spinning around in circles with our our arms out. (laughs) Oh hills are alive. (laughs) I
1: think Angie was singing. No, no, no. no. Angie did that. Angie was doing that. Oh, we are actually kind of in the same key there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's great. (laughs)
0: So so the reason I want to talk to Darby for this podcast is, um, you know, Darby is my first call when I'm going through some kind of personal crisis and, and the thing about Darby is that every time I'm going through something and I need that kind of like, like, it's like the 911 call Darby always has the right words for me. And so no, no pressure Darb, but, but the reason (laughs) I wanted to to talk to you is because I I feel like you might have some of the right words for us in the middle of this COVID-19 global pandemic and, and just the stress and the strain that we're all feeling. And, and in order to just sort of preface this a little bit, I want to briefly reference an article that I came across that's been shared a lot on social media. It's an interview with, um, uh, by the Harvard Business Review with a guy named David Kessler, who is one of the world's foremost experts in grief. He actually co-wrote the famous book by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross on grief and grieving, you know, with the, the, the five stages of, of loss, denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, and acceptance, He even added uh, a sixth stage finding meaning and and just put a, 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 just uh, published a book about that. But anyway, in this interview, Kessler suggests that the discomfort that a lot of us are feeling right now is grief. And and, and I would assume that most people, when I say the discomfort that we all feel that, that you kind of know what I'm talking about. I woke up the other morning and I just had this deep feeling of just unsettledness and I didn't know why. Um, and, uh, and 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 he suggests that some of the some of what we're feeling is grief, and some of what we're feeling is what, what he calls anticipatory grief, um, and and that's because, you know, I, I think we all have a sense that what we're going through as a as a culture, as a you know, global community right now, isn't just sort of a, a blip and, and things are gonna automatically go back the way they were before when it's all said and done. No, you know, that that we're going through something that is that is transforming us, that things aren't going to be the same as they were before.
1: Yeah. And he he like he likened it in the article, Tony, to nine yeah. eleven, how experience yeah. of flying in yes. airports will yes. never be the same since that, that in ways unknown. Yes. This is gonna be the moment that the world changed You know, in a sense. Absolutely.
0: Yep. It's one of those, it's one of those transformational moments. And, and that's why, again, why I wanted to talk to Darby because Darby knows this kind of territory. Darby, you know, intimately what it is to go through something that suddenly and unexpectedly changes your whole world in one fell swoop. And so let's, let's tell that story a little bit um, and let's start with a very fateful day. Um, May 17th, 2018, which happens to be, me and Angie's anniversary, and Angie and I were away at a little uh, sort of winery um, and celebrating our anniversary. And we wanted to get some of our friends, some of our closest friends, on the phone on a video conference call to to renew our vows um, with with you all with us. And and the, it was really strange when I was able to get a hold of you. You were holding up your phone. And and I noticed that you were in the hospital, and and that Vicky was in a, I, in a hospital. I was trying
1: bed. not to show that part.
0: Yeah, and and uh, that that struck failed. me as strange, but but at the same time it didn't because I knew that Vicky had been f- feeling really sick for for quite some time, um, and so I just figured that maybe I, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, just, just,
1: just, just no. Just one item before that yeah. is that our daughter Sarah got married to her husband Ryan. Yeah. Um, um, it was interesting because it was May 5th, which, or, which mm-hmm. is Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. which we all know what that is. And May 17th, besides being your wedding anniversary, is Sit-Namai, which is the uh, Constitution yeah. Day, kind of their 4th of July. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, yeah, the, the stress, you know, a lot of attention that, you know, I mean, it just we, our attention was on Sarah and the wedding. Yep. And it was very stressful. And, you know, so she had already been to the doctor. Yeah. And he thought what I thought, which is she had had irritable bowel syndrome. And so we were going sure. on that premise and we were just trying to kind of patch her together till the wedding.
2: Yeah,
1: You know, just hold her together, whatever we could do. And she was in agony. She would be balled up on the floor just trying to mm. do anything for the pain. Um, but we thought, you know, since the irritable bowel is stress related, that mm-hmm. you know, once the, once the uh, wedding was passed, that the stress would subside and, and that she'd start feeling better right um but but that's not the direction it went. She started feeling worse and worse, and so um went in for a blood test on a Wednesday. um and on Thursday, I was just about to take the exit off of highway fifty two into Pine Island to go to work, and she called me It was about twelve thirty no eleven thirty mm-hmm. and said that uh our doctor, Dr. Wilver, had called her personally and said that he wanted us to go into. Uh, the Mayo emergency room, and get a CT scan today, although there was one scheduled on Saturday. Right. And, uh, you know, so picked her up and went there. And, yes, right before we got, you know, we heard the news, um, I was out in the parking lot because I was too loud for the cubicle that we were in. Ah. And uh, uh, so I was out in in, in St. Mary's emergency room parking lot, uh with my book and a phone doing liturgy
2: yes d- uh, doing the I, renewal I, of vows I, 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 I got heard. a lot of
1: strange looks uh I, let me tell I you suppose yeah anyway Sorry. but uh and when i got back to the room to the little cubicle that she was in we we're waiting for tests to come back and they had indicated they thought it was a blockage in her bile duct or something like that and yeah it was uh i don't know i think around ten fifteen, about five minutes after i got to the room mm. And the doctor came in and said, "I believe these exact words. The images show uh, pancreatic cancer that has metastasized to some nearby lymph nodes and the liver." Yeah. Which we didn't know it at the time, but that's uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. Once it's in the liver, you can't do a thing to get it out of the liver. Yeah. It was a le- it was a learning a very steep learning curve though. Yeah because i you know i just you know it's one of those times you remember exactly wherever you you know i mean just the detail of like you know and and so that was the first image and after the initial shock wore off uh and she left the room um i went over to vicky's side of the bed and through you know the the, the thing that they raise up so that patients don't roll out of bed right whatever you call those things right through through those bars i remember just hugging and just you know and i remember the first thing that i said after i regained the ability to speak was was this what am i going to do without you yeah yeah so yeah that that's and i remember also um you know we were waiting to be discharged and uh i remember uh the only i said well let's go up. i'm going aren't we going to get chemo now mm-hmm. you know just take us up there i'll right. turn, i'll crank the thing right. whatever it takes to get it going yeah no no the only reason we keep you is for pain management and uh she was prescribing i said well let's go then you know to me pain and, and 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 you know go some prescription drugs and uh she was prescribing morphine oddly enough mm-hmm. and i went that's kind of old school mm-hmm. is that the best thing for this and she said well, there's, you know, there, there's, there's, uh, uh, there's opiates, but you know, there's an addiction problem with them. And I just remember it was the first time I found humor in it because mm-hmm. I went, are you kidding me? Addiction is like not even an issue anymore. Right. I mean, is there any heroin in the house? How about some meth? What will help ease my wife's pain? Right. And you're talking about addiction, but you know, Darby, so this, while...
0: this, if I can, if I can break in no, here I for just a moment, yep, yep. no, um, you know a couple of things what, that you let, just... Let me, one, yeah, just
1: yeah just one thing okay? yeah okay yeah, yeah. i remember while we're waiting for this and you know it's sort of like okay we're just waiting um i remember opening the doors so the sliding door to the cubicle and looking out at this whole emergency department and everybody else was just oblivious you know my world had changed and everybody else is yeah. completely oblivious to it yes. it was just it was it was so surreal yep yeah. Anyway, but go on. I'm sorry. Well,
0: go on. a couple yeah. of things that you said. You know, you, you looked at Vicky and you said, "What am I going to do without you?" And yeah. and when when the when they were talking about the addictionist issue, you said, "Well, what? You know, why does that matter now?" Or with you know, so yeah. what I want to ask you about here is, you know, Kubler Ross has these stages of grief. You know, denial all the way to acceptance. It, from those those comments that you made or those things that you thought. It makes it seem like you you accepted the reality of the situation pretty pretty quickly. Was there oh, any that, was there any denial no. there, or or did you no. get it right away?
1: No, not not at first. It was really odd, but we really had a wonderful night together. Mm-hmm. I mean, just but but yeah, and it was I think because both of us have been stripped bare. Yeah. But yeah, no, there was there was some denial as we went through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, at, at, at that moment, for some reason, it was just crystal clear to the point where Vicki said, "Oh wait, I've got to set up a d- you on a dating site. Right? You're going to be a young man, and you shouldn't be alone. Right? I mean, I'll always have to be your favorite. It's like, okay, what? I mean, I laughed really hard at that. Right. But I mean, but that's a crystal clarity. She but she meant
0: it. it, right? Because you don't oh, say yeah. you oh, don't yeah. say that to oh, your no. spouse unless it, you
1: mean it. It wouldn't have been funny if it had been a joke, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. That would have been cruel. But Vicky was not cruel. She was not a cruel person, yeah. and 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 she meant it. She was looking beyond the grave at that point, going, "Yeah, yeah when I'm gone, what's that going to look like?" Yeah.
0: yeah so I it was I remember at that point. It, well, I, I shouldn't say I remember that. The, the number that comes into my mind is that you know they, they said like what nine months to a year or, or do you remember what they said obviously i'm sure you do
1: uh, no i really don't okay. i want to say that 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 was kind of better case scenario okay. there was some hope held out that we could get, knock it back enough yeah. to do this procedure called the whipple but i mean it was just it was a
0: well,
1: in hindsight not really reasonable um but yeah i think they were saying you know young woman 59 average age is 73 of getting this cancer yeah you know, overall really good health. Yeah. You know, she's got some fight left in her. We'll do some chemo, buy you some time, nine months to a year.
0: Can you, can you give us sort of the, um, share with us a little bit <clears throat> what that journey was like, you know, v- Vicky made it until this December. Yeah. And, uh, what, what was that journey like?
1: Yeah, it ended up being seven months. Um, and, uh, Yeah, the first thing we did and realized is that we had to tell our four kids. Oh, yeah. And uh, weren't sure how to do that. Yeah. Um, But we just realized there was no right way to do it. So we did it. And that was an amazing weekend. And, again, it was because we all accepted the reality. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if you guys came up. And we basically called, you know, everybody we loved and said, you know, come up for a weekend with us. Yeah. It was a household of joy, mm-hmm. and Vicky was much the center of attention. Mm-hmm. But it was it was it was a celebration <clears throat> of her life because we realized there was not, you know, we didn't have time. Yeah, it was really interesting how we struggled so much with it after that, though. You know, um, there were many times, even up to really toward the end, uh, within I want to say three weeks of the time she died, uh, she had been in hospice for a little while. And they gave her some sort of steroid. I remember during that time when she had extra energy, Mm -hmm. um, that uh, at one point she said, You know, I think I'm getting better.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, so, so, yeah, denial kind of kept nipping at our heels. Um, Yep. So, I mean, it, 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 and, and I guess, you know, it, it, it's like a lot of cancer stories. You know, she had four rounds of chemo unfortunately the stuff that they were giving her did not agree with her. And she ended up in the hospital uh, shortly after um, the first three and maybe about two weeks after the last one. And uh, when she went in, I had to make her go in and they had to give her five units of blood and she had to be on IV uh, antibiotics for four weeks because of a hepatic abscess, Mm -hmm. which that pretty much, you know, we got back. She tried to get strong enough to get chemo again, and uh, which didn't work, and then we got into hospice. I think it was sometime in uh, late October. Um, but about three weeks before she died, this happened, so there's still denial, but yeah, it, it was really a struggle to save folks. I'll tell you that much. yeah, to just even in seven months to get our heads around it was 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 difficult. But our, mm-hmm. but our, but our, but our best moments were the ones where we accepted it and entered into it and started looking for stuff that's good.
0: You know that that kind of leads to another question that I wanted to ask you, and it overlaps just a little bit with the situation that we're going through as a, as a world, as a, yeah. um, right now. One of the things that you said to me early on when we were talking about what this whole COVID nineteen thing means for the world you said that you said something about kind of blessings being hidden in suffering and i don't oh. think blessings is the word that you used right um but but where where did you find sort of blessing in the midst of of, of the suffering
1: well if you ever want to know that you're loved you know, get terminal cancer yeah at the age of 59 um probably at any age but uh i I actually said that to vicky i said one of the most difficult things for you is you're going to find out exactly how much people you love you how how much people love you and i think that's going to be hard for you to take in
0: yeah
1: um you know so we start there um After the death, yeah, it it was, you know, there's been some strain in relationships with kids, but I think that's just learning to lead that new life as well, which is a whole other chapter. But there were many times there where, you know, we were, it was like all barriers had been stripped down and we were just, you know, we just, you know, in accepting the new reality and not worrying about what we couldn't do, but trying to celebrate the things we could do. I remember one weekend where I had to sit the kids down and say you know this is all going to end and it's you know it's just going to be messy and it's going to be awful and we yeah. can't do a thing to change that it's too late to do some really cool things now right and that's where we went up you know when we went down to dale and debbie's lake house for a week yeah you know that never would have happened we would have been walkers in our 80s going you know one of these days we're gonna yeah. have to go down to that lake house and but since and, and you know, what I, was
0: that, Darby? Was that was that August? When did we do that? Yeah, that
1: was in August. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And when Angie and I arrived, Darby or uh, uh, Dale and Debbie's lake house sits way up high on a on a hill above the water, and there's probably I don't know seventy five to a hundred steps down to the it's water. Over 100. It's over a
1: hundred. It's over a hundred by the time you get up to the upper level. Yeah. I counted one. And
0: and and when 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 we arrived and walked around to that side of the house, Vicky was about halfway up those steps. And, you know, so she had to walk the rest of the way yeah. to come up and, and give us a hug. And, yeah. and, and you know, so despite what she was going
1: through, she was oh.
0: relatively and, functional. And, 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 and that, that week in particular, I know, was a really, really great week for yeah. her.
1: right? Well, I remember it was torrential rains on the way down and torrential rains on the day we left. Uh, and, uh, it, but not a drop of rain the entire time we were there. Yeah. And Vicky was strong enough to walk up and down those stairs at least once every day. Yep. And but
0: but probably a, a week or certainly a month after that, she wouldn't have been able to do that. Right.
1: No, no, no. I'd say within a few weeks at most, Yeah. you know, it, it, you know, once it hit a certain point, you know, you kind of feel it every week, you know, just fading. I mean, it occurs to me, I watched my wife starve to death. Yeah. You know, it was, a.
0: Can you can you take us to those last days and uh, walk yeah. us through how those unfolded a little bit?
1: Huh. Which part? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's uh, you know she she was bedridden and uh, I would say you know deteriorated to the point where you know we had hospice involved, which you know we should have in hindsight we should have had them involved a lot earlier i mean i i i would have you know i would have actually stopped the chemo treatments a lot earlier too but uh Mm. but anyway we were in hospice and you know i remember we got to the point you know various stages you know where she she can't get up and walk anymore uh where she can't take anything in pill form there's a really gross story about how we found that out that involved Mm. lots of cleanup but uh Mm -hmm. and it's like well now everything's liquid and mm-hmm. then you come down to the point where she's pretty much non responsive most of the day. And then comes the day when hospice comes in and says, Yeah, she's actively dying now. Yeah. And uh we thought, okay, you know, so we started keeping vigil. And she she lasted another week. We were seriously in the middle of that, you know, kind of joking, saying, Okay. You know, what do we got to do? Okay. Everybody get here. Okay. We're all singing songs. We'll all tell stories. We'll all, okay. We got to the point where it's like, okay, uh, Andy, go over there, hold your right arm in the air and your left arm at your side. And you sit over there. I mean, kind of like adjusting those old bunny rabbit ears. like, what can we do that will allow her to leave? Right. (laughs) But I, and finally what, what happened right before less than 24 hours, uh, before she died, um, I remember we finally went, well, let's try just me alone with her.
2: Mm -hmm. And I remember we
1: had Vicky's Playlist and, uh, you know, a bunch of songs that we had compiled thinking they were just her favorites. So I had that playing and as much as I could because, I mean, I was crying a great deal at the time. Um, She was, you know, kind of there, kind of not. But I remember one point, the last conversation we had, I said, she said, what are you looking at? You know, the words were hard, mildly, but you know we've been together for thirty-five years, so you know you can kind of semi-read minds and lips isn't that much harder. But uh, and I, feeling you've got something left you want to tell me. Hmm. And she kind of shrugged her shoulders, and I said, Well, I mean, what do you think about all this? I mean, you and me, you know, and where we've been, and I mean, just the whole thing. She said, I wish we'd had more time. And I said, "Of course, we want more time." He said, "No, with you." Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, you you knocked it out of the park when you when you married Vicky. So. Right. And won the lottery. Uh, one of the things that we really haven't talked much about at this point is just what Vicky was like, and uh, you, nobody met Vicky and didn't love her no vicky um she uh vicky you know personally vicky gave me a a nickname and i, yeah. I don't remember how i got it but she called me antoine actually yeah,
1: i i gave you that it's just vicky kept uh... Vic, Vic, vicky, no vicky kept calling you that <laughs> i give people nicknames and i am okay. stop using them okay he just fell in love
0: we'll, with it we'll, but, we'll go we'll, we, we won't argue oh no it was
1: too. her name for you i will i, I will absolutely <laughs> which is kind of more the point it was her name for you yeah. Nobody else called yeah. you Antoine, but but Vicky. Nope,
0: and and nobody has since. Um, and that's kind of how I want it. Yep.
1: But uh, and by the way, one of the but, to get back to one of the ways that you've been that you are very much a powerful pastor to me is when you give the eulogy at her at our funeral. Yeah. I mean, I I got to tell you, Charlie, the you know, who preached the sermon, did a great yeah. job. But it's like I would not have it's, wanted to have to had said a word after that about that. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that I talked about in that eulogy and what I most treasure of my relationship with Vicky is that what I received her, from her was, um, I, I heard this phrase in a book at some point in college, just unconditional positive regard. Vicky just, when I was in Vicky's presence, I knew that I was loved and accepted just exactly how I was. And I didn't have to. You know, being from a small town where image was oh, everything. God. And and, and with, with every interaction at school and at church and just out in the community, no matter what you were doing, you had that sort of reputation oh, yeah. and family
1: it, family name it,
0: what, hanging over your head that you had to maintain. Yep, it's not only and, what would the neighbors a,
1: think, but what would they say? Right. Oh, my God. And that, that,
0: was a, that was a heavy weight that you carried around and you didn't even know that you were carrying it. But but when I was in Vicky's presence, I just that wasn't there, that, that heaviness wasn't there. And I could just be me. And, uh, and that was an incredible gift. And, and I think that she did that for everybody that she met.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. She did. I mean, toward the end, I mean, it, I guess I wasn't surprised, but I, I, near as I can figure, I, I, anybody who knew or loved her. And I don't, mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody else that that's true for her. I mean, it's certainly not true for me um yeah. and uh just well either that or or, or those sad stacks at least had the good sense not to show up at the end right <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we didn't want them anyway yeah. so
1: but i but yeah. i will say also you know just to kind of go back to i mean if, if, if you're done with that no no, no. yeah right? absolutely yeah um is really we had one of the convictions that we had from the beginning was that this was going to be a real I want to use another word, but a real crap fest, And, uh, mm-hmm. and that there was nothing we could do to change that. You know, it just, it, right. in a sense it was, it was what it was. And and we weren't in control of it. You yeah, know, we tried some chemo may have helped, may not have helped. I mean, you know, last time she went in after her last one, five units of blood, my goodness, you know, mm-hmm. almost died from that, not the cancer, but, uh, You know, one of the things we tried to do was uh, experience as much joy because we went, there are going to be good things that are going to come along. I mean, Mm. we've both been through enough things to know that, you know, and it seemed like the worse the things are, the greater the blessings. You don't necessarily see them at the time, but, I mean, we kind of had to. And part of it was to keep our sanity, quite honestly. But we just went, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, all the bad stuff will get our attention undivided attention and you know want to hold it there but there, look for and celebrate the good things so there was an awful lot of laughter and we tried yeah. to get you know doctors to play with us you know nurses to play with mm-hmm. us Just please I mean we're going to say irreverent stupid things here but <laughs> but it but come on let's have some fun this yeah. sucks so bad but let's yeah. have some fun while we're doing it you know so mm-hmm. but again i would say again i go back to you know, you accept your reality i read i read something as far as the covid stuff goes uh, a woman who had been over in china i don't know if it was for this or another one but uh but she said some tips for how to get through it and the first thing is reality you know yeah. i was talking to my daughter the other day and she said well I will I was looking for some canned soup and they didn't have any. I went, well, I I guess you don't have canned soup now. What, (laughs) what, what else they got? You you know, I mean, it just, Uh they just, you don't, there's nothing there. There, It it, it just drives you crazy. If, if, if you you know, because that's, you know, that's the only way that you get the good stuff is if you accept your reality.
0: Well, and, and, you know, you just said that at the beginning of this, cancer experience you both knew that this was not in your control nope. and it was going to be a, a quote crap yeah. day, as, yeah. as you yeah. said
1: um, i think i said fast and, and, but and, you know potato potato crap yeah. fast <laughs> okay the phonetics so, are better and, and that's fast
0: <laughs> and that's kind of you know it's a similar situation that we're in obviously with um with this yeah. global pa- pandemic yeah. is that um and 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 you were the first one to help me, sort of realize the, the crap fest that it was going uh, to be. Because at first I had just kind of associated it with uh, you know bird flu H one N one, all these different things that happened that never affected me or anybody that I yeah. knew. And uh, it was one phone call that we had where you really drove it home. No, this is this is something. Different. Well, I think I think it, it started a couple
1: of. So how are you doing with this, Tony? And you said, "How am I doing with what?" Yeah. And I went, "Oh God." right (laughs) well right your day maybe two days i mean because it's kind of come from the coast in some ways you know i mean and other big population centers where people are close together but it was coming your way and and Mm -hmm. so yeah it's like yeah wake up the nice thing is you've got a day or two to you know figure some things out so and 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 time at that point was kind of it still kind of is at the essence you know
0: and a, and a day and a half later, after that conversation, we had canceled church for the next two weeks. And and now, of course, we're canceled. Well, church isn't canceled, right? right? But, exactly. Uh, gatherings at Twelfth and Jersey in Quincy, right.
1: Illinois, are 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 canceled the, for the time. What's being. that old song? Um, the church is not a building, right? I think it was a Jay right. Beat song. Not a steeple. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Open the doors and see all yeah, the yeah, people. Yeah, Those yeah, are two yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah, I yeah
1: think. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's it. Now it,
0: let's what we we can always we, we can always kind of um go back to to the Vicky no. story but let let's let's fast forward a sure. little bit um you're like i said your life changed completely and ever since her death it's been nothing but change yeah. and new things some some wonderful and and many that have been just really really hard yeah. um but you're still you're still here you know you're still still living life and, and moving forward. And it's been, it's been an amazing thing to walk alongside you. Um, I, and, and, uh, see that th- despite the ups and the downs that, you know, um, that, that, that there is, there is life on the other I, side of even the hardest I, things that, that we I, go I think through. it's
1: important not to discount the very many dark nights of the soul that come with all of this too. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I I've, I've always, I remember when I somebody pointed out to me that you know, when things happen in, in prayer, there's the Holy Spirit and there's joy. Mm. You know, that's that's a mark of you know, I mean, true joy. You know, uh, it's always a mark of the presence of God and the Holy yeah. Spirit. And so, I guess at a certain point, I just went, "Yeah, I'm all about the joy," you know. But it, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. It's kind of a byproduct of a whole lot of other things, but a lot of it is just the perspective you choose to take on something, mm-hmm. you know. And can,
0: I'm going to ask you a, a hard
1: question, Darb. Um, oh, now come the hard questions. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> well, you know, reflecting back on that experience, and even you know, not just during the cancer um, journey, but but also in, in the the months and, and more than. A year, or are we, are we to two years uh, yet? Well, of the uh, diagnosis,
1: no. it'll be two years this May.
0: That's no, right. No, it would, yeah, yeah so, so, I
1: don't know, going on a year and a half. So. How,
0: how would you answer the question, you know, where was God in the midst of all of oh, that? Oh,
1: Lord, yeah. Um, powerful ways, you know, just the...
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it is hard to name particular instances, but from the amount of joy that was... That was present. I mean, you know, that week that we spent at Dale and Debbie's. I mean, how much of that was spent? Yeah. Although I remember one time, uh, I wondered where, I noticed Vicky and Debbie weren't there. Mm-hmm. I remember they showed, and it was obvious that they had been crying. And I think they just went back and spent an hour or more just, you know, probably saying some things that you yeah, to be and, 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 and I would imagine yeah. that there was an awful lot of laughter on those two. Oh, you absolutely. Know? So I just, yeah, yeah I mean, I, and, and, you know, yeah, just the kindness that people show. I mean, just people just doing stuff for you, you know, yeah, I always say it, it you yeah. know, if I don't really need help and ask for help. That's not very hard, but when I'm desperate, when I got nothing, when I've mm-hmm. just, I'm my backs up against the wall and I'm just tied up. Yeah. That's hard. You know, and then you're vulnerable yeah. and I don't know. I've been feeling that a lot lately, you know, mm-hmm. situation I'm not in control of and, You know, and it's so easy to think about the future and how horrible it's going to be. You know, while we did Mm. some of that during this time, I mean, you know, how are you right now? Well, can you bear Mm. this moment? I mean, sometimes that's it came down that small. Can you be here with me right now in this moment? Are we okay? You know, Mm. I remember my uh, cousin Valia wrote me an email. One of the things she said was that she... Her, her husband died about 10 years ago and just experiences they went through. And she said, we were both absolutely sure. Sure. We spent a whole lot of time worrying about things that we were sure were going to happen. And none of them ever did. Other things hmm. happened, both good and bad. And we dealt with them as they came. What a waste of energy! Hmm. <laughs> right. You know, right. And right. the thing is, I need all my energy because you know, I, I don't know about you but i you know if i ever wondered if my job is important i sure know it now and if if you're a member of either of our congregations if you don't realize how important the church is if you've ever wondered that it's really important now you know right so
0: let's let's talk about where you're at now because you're um even though i'm talking to you in rochester minnesota right now um you are (laughs) a pastor You, you are the pastor of of a church in Bloomington, yeah. Indiana. You're an interim um, pastor. St. Yeah, Stephen's right. I often think
1: about possible yeah. futures. I mean where could my life go from here? Oh you yeah. know what? Yeah. You can't make this stuff up.
0: This is bizarre oh, world. Wow. Yeah. 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 We we are suddenly in a moment where you know your geographical proximity to the church that you're serving really makes no difference yeah. at all.
1: No, no. It, I mean that that's yeah. really the good news. And the fact is, I mean, I got ordained like 28 years ago. And if this had happened 28 mm-hmm. years ago, I don't know if you remember my first car phone, Tony. But I don't have any right. shoes that are that big. <laughs>
2: you know, That's what we had outside
1: of, right. outside of long distance phone calls, which cost a fortune. Yeah. You know, and we would yeah. have crushed the infrastructure. There's no way they could have handled all those calls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now, here we're doing this weird thing, and you know, we could have probably done a, a a Zoom together, you know, recorded visual and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, it's just amazing the ways. And of course, you know, if you have, we're coming to a deeper appreciation of them now. I mean, I've done a couple mm-hmm. of uh, fireside chats with Oliver, my dog, um, that mm-hmm. that seem to people seem to appreciate, and it's just nice. I mean, I just sit here with my phone for crying out loud, and I just take a couple oh. notes and talk, and you know, people just say, you know, it's like. Helping people put things in perspective a little bit. Yeah,
0: That, that, that come to Jesus talk that we had a, a few days before we yep. canceled church um, here, at, here at Luther Memorial. A, a big part of that conversation was you instilling in me how serious uh-huh. this is. An, another big part of that conversation was you really passionately talking about what an opportunity this is for the church to be the church. Can you, can you talk about that oh, a little bit?
1: If you think of all the things that, that, that Christ mandated us to do, you know, to, to you know, I mean, and all mm-hmm. of them kind of center around. I mean, in the Old Testament, it was orphans and widows. Why orphans and widows? Because mm-hmm. they were the most vulnerable people in any community. Always. Yep. And then it got extrapolated to the poor, the naked, the imprisoned, you know, the, uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, imprisonment takes on a whole new term now. I mean, right? Oh
2: my I mean, goodness. all
1: these people have compassion. Yeah. I mean, to the point where that, you know, the parable about the, you know, when the king comes in his glory,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: when you did it for any of these, you did it to me. What? Yeah. It's like he takes this personally. And we're also promised that we're blessed yep. when we do what his commands, what What he commands, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. are we needed now for some compassionate, grace-filled, smart, courageous, gentle, loving. I mean, it's just, it's, it's everything that the church is about, you know, and we are yeah. needed now. And it, at, at more than it, it helps to bring our mission oh, into yeah, focus, yeah. doesn't it? And we can come out from this so much stronger and better at this. The communication networks mm-hmm. alone that we're having to establish just so that we can mm-hmm. get things done.
0: You know, so that we can
1: keep doing, the, you know, everything. I mean, one of the things I've said to my, you know, is this like, look, if you can help, let us know. Because we need helpers. But Mm -hmm. please, equally important is, if you need help, we want to help. And I know it's hard when you're vulnerable like that. But seriously, you know, if nothing else, think how horrible we'd feel. If we knew that you needed a meal, we didn't. You know, so it's like just... Because you know we're we're blessed when 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 we help, and we're blessed when we can grow. And yeah, I
0: I was in a conversation with my friend Tanner just the other day, and I and I I reflected to him about how I my sense is that you know our world is changing and things aren't going to be the same. And and he asked me, he said, "Well, you know, what do you mean by that? What what do you think is going to be different?" And. And I had a hard time giving him a response and, and, and uh, thinking of exactly what I meant. But one, one of the things that I've thought about since then is like one of the things that I think that we're going to learn as a society is how much we need oh, yeah. one another. Right. And, and, and how much my actions affect people beyond just me and my family. Yeah. Right. And, and, and those are things that we had sort of unlearned as oh, a yeah. society you know
1: um, i don't even need to leave my house and, not, and, no. there was a movie with Sandra Bullock about this about 10 right. years ago she just never le- needed to leave yeah. her house for anything yeah you know, so nobody knew that yeah. she was missing Ah. but yeah it, mm-hmm. it, you know mm-hmm. yeah we became isolated
0: and, and and so maybe also church becomes you know less like just people sharing the same space on a sunday morning right and, and becomes, becomes more w- what we are called to be. And that is a community that, that cares for one another and relies on one another and, you know, shares life with one another in, in yeah. significant ways.
1: And, and I mean, in particular for, for my congregation, and I think I could say this for your congregation too, man, they were already so mm-hmm. good at this, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's yeah. really an opportunity to build on strengths, but yes, yeah exactly if if, if yes. you ever wondered if we were in it together we're we're in it together now and yeah, yeah and, and and one yeah. of the things you know we talk about is i mean you know one of the concerns we have in the church is how do we care for our older members um and mm-hmm. homebound members whatever whatever the reason is and 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 how do we care yep. for our youth well mm-hmm. you know if we're in the business of helping out where help is needed well, that's one of our focuses is how do we, you know, how do we make sure that the people who can't leave their house have what they need so they can continue to do that? How do we fight loneliness? Yep. How do we how do we keep our kids yep. engaged? You know, and and, 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 and awake to yep. the truth because we're always people of the truth in the church, I think. I mean, um mm-hmm. but also, you know, not not unsettle them and, and point out what we can do. You know when what was it, Sherlock Holmes? Once you eliminate the impossible, whatever is left, over improbable, must be the truth. And yeah. you know I'm I'm standing out um, on the balcony of uh, the place where I'm staying, and I'm just noticing all sorts of different things. I spend so much more time out here because I can't, you know, because I with the problems that I have with my lungs, um, which work really well when they work, but when they don't work they're really bad um, is, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm just pretty much homebound now, but I'm so thankful for this balcony. And I've noticed all sorts Mm -hmm. of things about how many squirrels there are and what they're doing at this time of the year. Seriously, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when, when you can't do a whole bunch of other things, you get really creative. And the memes and ideas on Facebook have just grown exponentially better. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. It's just like, your are yeah. gems. I share, I share 20 <laughs> things a day, and I always try and limit myself to one or two. It's like, oh, no, no, I got to end that off. Oh, yeah. Got to share yeah, that. What one. is yeah. it? The one, and, and, and my church's web page, or not webpage, their Facebook page, there was one that said, honestly, I hadn't planned on giving up quite this much for Len. Um, I think it's been shared right. over <laughs> six or right. 700 times. And I'm going, yes, that's the publicity. Because with, with St. Thomas, one of the things I've said, it- yeah. Well, besides communication, but that's every church's weakest suit. I mean, always—it's always this work in progress. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is all. Yeah. Um, is—is is, I said, why don't you let people know that you're here? You know, mm. you guys are great. You know, and the thing is, memes. So that's the key to our success. Our evangelism and outreach is going to be in the form of really excellent memes that will be shared. <laughs> And people will know our name throughout over the globe. They'll be translated into different languages. Our memes will be. And uh...
0: <laughs> I saw one today with a, there's a a, a young kid yeah. pulling his hair out right, and and it says this is the lentiest length of all the wait this is the lentiest length of all the
1: lengths. <laughs> what I, <was> <laughs> I, I guess I'd have to go back. It'd be interesting if somebody could track how many times we laughed and how long we laughed during this, just the recording of this. But seriously, I mean, keeping your sense of humor, you know, one of of the things that I try and do during the announcements, I mean, I don't, I'm really not that interested in giving announcements. I just assume somebody else do it at the beginning of church. I mean, I just, you know, I, I kind of want to get to worship. Let's sing that opening hymn. Right. Woo. Um, Yeah. But, 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 (laughs) you know, so I consider my job mostly to set the tone. Right that that like okay right. I, you know it's like when people come up to your table and you go yeah i'll be you know i'll be you know what what's the power once they use now i'll be i'll be taking care of you tonight you know and it's like I, i'll be taking right. care of you this morning i just you know let me tell you a couple of things hey so yes. I, I heard this other this joke field mean, whatever i mean and i'm not to be irreverent but what i want to demonstrate yep. is that and so oftentimes i'm the butt of my own jokes you know which of course they love sure. i don't know why congregations love that so much but i guess <laughs> because it means you're not taking yourself that seriously. But I, I the thing is yeah. the playfulness I want I want to model playfulness but the playfulness isn't the point. The playfulness is a byproduct because when you can be playful and you make fun of yourself it means that you're safe. Yep. Safe here because yep. I guarantee you when there's bullies around people clam up real quick, right? Right. So you know, right. don't forget the joy. Yep. Don't forget the laughter. Don't forget to laugh at funny things because there's a whole lot of funny things going on these days. You know, yep. and, and the other thing is, you know, I guess, and I don't know how much this has to do with grief or anything, but I just go, we have no idea what other people are going through. And we've got this commonality oh my gosh. here of yeah. what, every, what e- each individual is struggling with, you know, and how well they cope with fear. Quite honestly, because you know, there's the unknown is a terrifying thing,
0: yeah.
1: You know, so
0: there's one more question I want to ask you, Darb, and uh, and and I think that we've alluded to it uh, in different ways, but, but but I want to ask you specifically from the perspective of your Christian faith and sort of the, the, the word of God, you know, the stuff that you've been preaching for the last yeah. six, well, years, did you say? You count sem-
1: seminary and internships over three decades.
0: Yeah. How do, how do those words, how does that message provide you with hope in the midst of something that is completely <laughs> out of <laughs> your control?
1: You hear scriptures a whole lot differently now, don't you? You know? Yeah. I remember one in my, in my first uh, Oliver cast, uh oliver side chat um that uh mm-hmm. it, it, it's one and i was actually quoting this to one of my daughters the other day Who was you know going through a tough time and helping her to kind of change her perspective i mean it ends up with one finally beloved you know if there's any you know whatever is pure whatever is you know true whatever is you know i mean if there is any excellence in anything think about these things but the way the whole thing starts out is mm-hmm. You know, it has this wonderful stuff. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice, which seems like a really weird thing to say now, but it's, mm-hmm. there it is. <clears throat> and then it ends up with, you know, um, do not worry about anything, but you know, but, but, but you know, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you know, let your let your request be known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, but between the rejoice in the Lord yeah. always, again, I will say, rejoice. Is this passage that I. I don't know that I paid much attention to. Again, I will say rejoice. (laughs) Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. And that's kind Mm. of become my mantra these days because, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, I I guess I just kind of assume that everybody's just having a really hard time. And that they're hooked in ways that I can't possibly imagine, you know. And uh, uh, yeah, see, so, yeah, I'm gonna lead with gentleness in the assumption that I don't know much about them except that they're probably hurting. Well, your gentleness, you know, yeah. to everyone, and you know, one of, you know, why because the Lord is near, yeah, you know. So, are, are, are we gentle to everyone because we're
0: we're scared that the Lord is oh, near, no, or how, how do you know that that near no, it,
1: it's all comfort. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's rhetorical question, of some of the yeah. most exuberant. <laughs> expressions of the faith and and with the utmost confidence of the tender mercy and compassion of god yes of course it's meant to be a comfort because the lord is near you can be gentle man except you weren't right now you were teasing me and i'm really i'm really resentful now and i'm going to end this (laughs) podcast because yeah but also i mean we were just as we were talking about earlier yeah um i think you were saying you know with your kids what's one of your new traditions tony
0: yeah. Every morning we do breathe, stretch and pray and we open up the small catechism and we read Martin Luther's yeah, morning yeah. prayer.
1: So, and, and I was just looking, I was looking for a particular prayer because Tony asked me if I'd say a prayer. It's like, uh, ah, my greatest anxiety coming out of seminary. Yeah. To this day is somebody's going to ask me to pray in public. <laughs> um, you know, but just looking at the Lord, I mean the morning prayer, you know, uh, which yeah. that Luther's morning prayer is in but you know, just the exuberance of the psalm. Every morning you're supposed to do this, right? Let us mm. sing to the Lord. Let us shout to the rock mm-hmm. of our salvation. You know, let us let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with, with psalms. You know, in your hands are mm. the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it. <laughs> Always a nice touch. In your hands are molded mm. the dry land, you know? And then later on... Yeah. Was it the, the Song of Zechariah? And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way. To give, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion mm. of our God, the dawn, on the shall dawn from on us, high shall break upon high, the shine on those break upon the darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into yeah. the way of peace good lord almighty yeah that's us yeah that's us yeah and it's all and it's all scripture yeah i wonder
0: if you could share i wonder
1: if you could also share that prayer that um
0: i don't know what it's called but it but it comes up in the morning prayer liturgy in our evangelical
1: lutheran worship well
0: yeah, and maybe so we can close with that. that. And
1: then I'm going to put a tag in from Luther's morning prayer. Fortunately, I can fit them both on my screen right here. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. The Lord be with you. I like and that. also with you. Like you better hope, If I'm praying, you better hope the Lord's <laughs> with me. And if I'm going to say a prayer in your hearing, you're not going to be able <laughs> to hear it unless the Lord's with you. So, all right. We got that settled. Okay. Here we go. Right on. Oh, God you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending by paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Into your hands, we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Unless Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. It's been a blast. Hey, love you, darling. Let's do it again, man. Yeah. Take the show on the we'll road, talk soon. baby. Okay. Yeah, all right,
2: Peace, man. we're out of here. All right. All right. Bye bye. <sighs>